Hello, hello. Welcome to a very special edition of the Have You Seen podcast. It is the Bibbs Corner Film Awards. Oh my gosh. Uh, back for the first time since 2020, but I did the awards for 2019. We missed the past two years. I'm not going to lie. The pandemic kind of threw some things off for your boy, but we are back like we never left. I am your host, Mike Bibbins, and you can find me on Twitter at Bibbs Corner for most things, and you can find the podcast on Twitter at Have You Seen Pod for my listeners. Uh, if you would not mind going to Apple or Spotify, leaving a nice five-star review, I would greatly appreciate you. Over the course of this podcast, you're going to be hearing about movies that that may or may not be nominated for Oscars. You're going to be hearing about performances that definitely are not nominated for Oscars. There are awards here that I completely made up to recognize people that that I feel like don't get the recognition they deserve, to be honest. And uh, in the future, these awards may change. I may get rid of categories. I may add categories. I may change categories. We shall see. Before our evening today, we have about 11 awards that we're going to give away. Uh, I did not come to these conclusions on my own. I must make that clear. I did not choose the winners for this. And I'm honestly glad I did not choose because I must admit I am super biased and I'm going to pick people just to be different sometimes. And I did that. Fortunately, though, I did bring some friends along Anyone who appeared on the podcast and did a review with me was sent a ballot to vote. Only four people took me up on that offer. They were Rolo uh, on Twitter, Rolo Gonzalez. Uh, he, he did the the review of Megan the beginning of this year with me. Uh, so I do want to say thank you to Rolo for, for voting. One of those voters was Tyler Lennon. Uh, Tyler is a frequent collaborator. You've heard him on here often, usually for the horror movies, which he, he mentions at one point. Uh, but thank you, Tyler, for sending that ballot. Definitely appreciate you as well. Reese, you've seen Reese many, many times on this podcast. Also, Reese did send his vote in for me as well. And then finally, my friend Evelyn, who did the review of The Whale with me. Uh, cast a ballot also so again it's myself it's four people i trust four people i talk to about movies on a pretty regular basis they sent their ballots and in a lot of cases they overruled my own thinking i uh <laughs> i'm excited about this but before i continue on uh, tyler actually did drop a little intro and uh, i thought he had some nice words to say so i'm gonna plug that here uh, as we go along even though i'm doing this alone uh three of, of the people that that voted here did send audio clips to be included everyone's info should be in the the show notes as well if you want to go follow them i did get audio clips from tyler rollo and Reese that you will hear throughout the podcast. But first, I'm going to give you the Tyler intro, and then we'll get into it. All right, man. Uh, didn't realize I can only record up to a minute. My fault. So obviously, there's going to have to be multiple ones. 
uh, I don't know if I have to give an intro or not. If I do, um, as always, thanks for having me, man. I talk about this every time we've done this, and I talk to you a lot about it. But this is literally one of my favorite things I look forward to every single year for the Bibbs Movies Awards, or as I call them, the real Oscars. But uh, no, nah, man, I think it really is just a chance for us to write what we consider to be a lot of wrongs. You know, I think with a lot of um, of the major awards like the Oscars and Golden Globes and uh, things like that, like we go into it knowing we're never going to get what we feel like should be a lot of the, the winners and everything. So it's kind of a chance for us to do right by a lot of that, whether it be with smaller films or with actors and actresses we know would never get that chance. So I always love being able to do this. All right. Thank you, Tyler. Yes, this this always is a lot of fun. And uh, hopefully as the this this next year rolls on, as I'm getting more regular with the podcast, uh, we can we can start making this bigger. Like I said, change up the awards, get more people involved. So without further ado, let's get into it. I'm going to tell you right now, I did these in order of biggest blowout win to the tightest races. So the, the first award you're going to hear had the biggest domination as far as the votes go. And then we'll, as we get to the end, it gets to the tighter ones. Uh, I did save best movie of the year for last, even though it was not quite the tightest race. It was still a pretty close race, uh, but I did move that one to last. That's the only exception to that um, tightest race to, uh, or excuse me, biggest gap to tightest race that that rule is only broken by the best movie of the year so with that said the first category up today is best male lead that is the best lead character lead actor in a a, a role and there are five candidates the first being madai bajistani in holy spider tom cruise in top gun maverick Ralph Fiennes in The Menu, Brendan Fraser in The Whale, and Alexander Skarsgård in The Northman. Now, you heard, a, you heard at least one name there that you probably have never heard in your life. Holy Spider is a film that was uh, submitted for consideration for the best international feature category at the Oscars. It did make the shortlist, but it did not make the final cut for nomination. But Holy Spider is a good movie. Uh, it's based on a true story about a serial killer in, uh, I believe, was it Iran? I believe it was a serial killer in Iran that... Uh, was killing for for what he thought were holy purposes if you will uh very interesting movie good thriller um the director of that movie actually directed episode eight of the last of us to kind of give you an idea uh of what we're dealing with i thought that the the direction in the movie was great i thought that the direction in that episode of the last of us was amazing so it worked for me and that was like a great little nugget that i just learned the other day so i want to make sure i mentioned that without further ado though i've made you wait long enough the winner of this category if, if because i told you it was a blowout you might have already guessed this the winner is brendan frazier for the whale um of the five people, including myself, who cast ballots, he received a first place vote from everyone but me. 
when I put the nominees, I listed the top five people that got votes for a category, but there were actually 10 people on the ballots that I sent out. I voted for three people and none of none of them were Brendan Fraser. So that just, again, goes to tell you how different this would be if I was just giving my favorites. I will actually tell you who I voted for. Uh, I picked Rory Kinnear in Men as my my favorite. Uh, again, Men was a movie that I don't know if a lot of people saw it, but I thought his performance was uh, very uh, disturbing <laughs> in, in that movie. So I picked Roy Kinnear. My second was Ralph Fiennes in The Menu. I thought he carried the movie for a long stretch. Uh, and then I did pick Madai Bajastani as my third pick. So I did have people pick their top three. Uh, all three of the characters I picked now that I'm looking at, back at it um, were dark characters. So I don't know what that says about me. But with that said, because I did not vote for Brendan Fraser, I'm fortunate enough that Reese did send in a clip to tell you why he won this category. There were a lot of fantastic performances by male, by male actors last year, but in my opinion, Brendan Fraser's uh, performance in The Whale basically his big comeback performance in The Whale stands out above the rest to me. Uh, the, his acting in that film really elevates the film. I love the film, but Brendan Fraser is carrying that movie on his shoulders. Uh, his acting in the final scene in that movie brought emotions out of me that I don't think a film has done in maybe an entire decade. Uh, all the work, all the hard work that you saw Brendan Fraser put into it, I think he deserves this Bibbs Corner Award. All right, let's keep it rolling. And I promise I'll pick up the pace here as we go. The second category up for ballot is the best genre movie. Now, I created this category because I feel like certain movies get left out when it comes to uh, major awards. I'm actually going to change this category a little bit next year, but this is kind of a catch all for the non major movie categories. So this includes comedies, action movies, uh, comic book movies or documentaries this year. Uh, and as along with the, the comedies, I did include um, comedy specials unless they were autobiographical. So keep that in mind. With that said, the top five nominees are The Batman, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, and Violent Night. As I mentioned, these this is one of the bigger blowouts. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once was the winner here. Once again, everyone voted for this film, but I did not vote for everything, everywhere, all at once as my number one for best genre movie. I actually picked Black Panther as my winner. Um, and I have to admit, I probably picked Black Panther as my number one because 
if you know me, you know I don't like to go into movies with expectations. I try to know as little as possible going into the movie so that I don't leave myself disappointed. But in this one, I did have expectations, but my expectations were low. I thought there's no way that they're going to be able to pull off this movie and satisfy you know the the viewers i thought there's no way to make this work they did not plan for chadwick boseman to not be a part of this film how are they going to make this film work how are they going to explain him not being there and i thought they executed that amazingly i enjoyed the film the emotional beats were good the action was good the villain was good i i thought black panther wakanda forever exceeded any expectations that anyone could have for it I did pick everything everywhere all at once as my second, but uh, you should hear from someone who actually voted for it as the winner. So here's a clip from Rolo talking about everything everywhere all at once. Hello, have you seen fans? How's it going? It's your boy Rolo. Just wanted to check in with real quick and talk about everything everywhere all at once. A beautiful movie starring Michelle Yeoh. Uh, Quan Su, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. It's a great movie that at the heart of it is it's just a family movie uh, discussing family drama um, told in an intricate manner, uh, utilizing the same characters that creates a universe, a picturesque universe that has those same characters uh, do different things you know, in the different versions of themselves over the universes. Um, but yeah, it's just incredible movie, incredible storytelling, incredible pacing, incredible visuals. Um, I can't do it justice here. You guys should definitely check it out, but it's my pick for movie of the year by far. All right. Thank you, Rolo. Okay, let's let's keep it moving. We're getting to the third category again, where these are the the biggest blowouts, the ones that were not that close. And the third category I have here is best storytelling. So, uh, storytelling is the me combining writing and directing into one category. I don't have time to sit here and make people read scripts. I don't have time to tell people how to decide what is good directing. So I just let people decide for themselves. What do you think is good storytelling? How, what do you think of the presentation of this story? How do you, what do you think about the depth of the story and the delivery? And I let them choose their own criteria. Now, uh, with voting being in the eye of the beholder, I thought this one would come out a lot more interesting, but I don't, I think it came out pretty straightforward so let's get to the top five and they were all quiet on the western front everything everything where all at once the northmen pearl and the well were the top five for this category uh the winner for best storytelling is and you've heard this name before everything everywhere all at once so we're now we're, we're three categories in and everything everywhere all at once is one best genre movie and best storytelling uh having a good year it's probably going to win a bunch of oscars as well so while i tried to be be different uh my people decided you know what that sometimes a movie is undeniable i can't hate um i did not pick everything everywhere all at once is my number one 
I'm not going to lie. I voted for All Quiet on the Western Front. And quite honestly, I don't believe any of my voters watched this movie. I was late to it myself. I actually had a follower tell me that they th thought I would like it. They were correct. I probably should tell them that now that I think about it. Um, I loved that movie. I thought it was deep. I thought it was great. Uh, like Just from the opening moments of the film, they had me. And it is one of the better war films I've seen ever. In life, ever. If you had not seen it, I would highly recommend it. Uh, my third pick was Pearl, by the way. I thought that uh, the cinematography in that film, the setting was was amazing. The, the brightness of the colors, the, the music, everything about that movie, uh, I, I thought Ty West did his thing on, on Pearl personally from a directing standpoint and then he and Mia Goth coming together for the script throwing that together last second while they're filming X I, I thought it was brilliant so um, let's keep it moving the next category is the best supporting male so we're knocking out both of our big male categories with blowouts um, which again not that surprising to me to be honest so for the best supporting male, our top five vote getters were Klaus Bang in The Northman, Papa Esudu in Men, Ethan Hawke from The Black Phone, Brian Tyree Henry in Causeway, Tanakh Horta in Black Panther, Kiho Kwan in Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Albrecht Shuk in All Quiet on the Western Front. Now, if you're wondering why there are so many names here, there was a lot of little ties on the back end. But again, this was a dominant win um, for Kihu Kwan. Uh, he, he, he won uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Is having a great day here at the Bibbs Quarter Awards. Uh, but I'm going to take, I'm going to pass this to, uh, to Tyler because I did not vote for Key. So have at it, Tyler. Another one, absolute no-brainer, and part of what makes everything, everywhere, all at once, as good as it was, is the cast, including Ki Hui Kwan for Best Supporting Actor. One, this entire cast is incredible. Um, if we were given an award for an ensemble or for a cast, it, it definitely is this movie. Something about his performance is just so earnest and genuine. I think a lot of the time especially when you like analyze things to the degree that we do, it is very obvious that someone's acting, you know what I mean? But I think part of what makes him as effective as he was in this movie is again, just how earnest and genuine it seems, you know, you go watch his acceptance speeches and interviews and like, he, he just seems the same way as he was in the movie. You know, I think his performance was incredible and that's such a tough role. I mean, everything about this movie is such a high degree of difficulty and he just nails it. All right, let's keep it moving. The next category up for debate is best indie movie. Uh, so again, this is a category I created to make sure that some smaller movies got recognition. Uh, when I sent the ballots out, I did advise my voters not to vote on a category if they did not see at least three films that qualified. 
Uh, to qualify for an indie movie, a movie had to be seen on less than 2,500 screens. And I did double check up to the last minute to make sure that every movie in this category actually qualified. So the nominees for best indie movie are The Banshees of Inisherin, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Men, Orphan First Kill, Watcher, and the whale and the winner for best indie movie is everything everywhere all at once a dominant performance by everything everywhere all at once it's nominated in multiple categories it has won every category that it is in so far uh i surprisingly right did not vote for everything everywhere all at once as my winner i've had it second i had the whale as my winner i had uh watcher as my number three but i'm not mad at the everything everywhere all at once win uh, i'll go ahead and take this opportunity to talk about that movie i thought it was truly amazing i had when i first saw the trailer i did not pay any mind i was like there is way too much going on in this movie i am not going to be watching this movie but then the reviews started coming out and everybody was talking about it and i was like i guess i have to go watch this movie and so I did. And I genuinely was not sure a multiversal movie that was not set in a well-established comic book world would work. It was truly amazing. Uh, I have to say that if a movie can make me emotional in a scene with no word, no speaking, no sounds, just the sounds of wind over the, the mountains while two rocks with googly eyes are communicating with each other. That's a hell of a movie, if I must say so myself. Uh, a movie where there were scenes that made absolutely no sense if you just saw them out of context. <laughs> I won't even get into detail. The, the movie was not as high on my board or in my rankings because of some of the details that I could not like describe to my mom and tell her to watch and expect her to have a good time. Now, the themes, the depth of the movie, the execution, the acting, everything else, amazing. But there were just a couple of things in there that kept me from being able to fully go all in on this movie. But regardless, amazing movie. And I am not mad at it's winning all these awards so far. The whale had maybe one moment that fit that bill of being a little bit much, but the the story was tight. The acting was good, and I I thoroughly enjoyed that. I had to go out of my way to watch the whale. I was not mad that I did so. Uh, Watcher, because I don't know if it's going to come up again. A horror movie. It is on Shutter right now. Uh, one of the coolest horror movies I've seen in a while and not cool from a standpoint of like the, the beauty or anything. It's just a little bit different than anything I can remember seeing. Um, I remember I told Tyler to watch it and he was watching it and he was following along and he was trying to guess what was going on or who was involved in what was going on. And then that ending hit and he was like, holy crap, like I did not see that coming. Um, but it's not a, a twist that is not earned. It's something that, that happens at the end that you are conditioned to not expect, but then after it happens, you're like, yes. <laughs> so I'm just gonna leave it there. Watcher, put that on your list. It might move from Shutter at some point if you're not a Shutter subscriber, 
Um, but Watcher definitely is a movie that deserves your attention. Speaking of, and I guess I could have saved my speech for this next category, which is best horror movie. Now I was the pe the people I have with me. Uh, there were multiple people that I know enjoy horror movies. In 2022, I think was a great year for horror movies, but horror movies get no love from the major voting boards when it comes to films. It makes absolutely no sense to me because I believe it's the most creative genre when it comes to movies. And I believe it gets to the core of who we are as human beings in a way that I don't think a lot of movies do. With that said, let's, let's get straight to it. So best horror movie came down to five nominees. They are Barbarian, Bodies, 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 Nope, Pearl, and X. Okay, so those are your, the, your, your nominees. That's two movies by Ty West, two movies starring Mia Goth, uh, as well as Nope, the Jordan Peele entry, Bodies, 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 and Barbarian. And the winner of this category was Barbarian. Uh, my ballot, I voted Barbarian, Bodies, 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 and Watcher was my number three. Again, look, Barbarian? <laughs> when I tell you about like setting expectations in a way that doesn't hurt the movie, the trailer does not prepare you for where this movie goes at all. Like the trailer... The movie was almost two movies in one, if not three, if you really think about it, now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, Barbarian is a movie from, I believe, a first time writer slash director. And oftentimes when, you come in, when you're coming out for the first time and you can kind of make your own choices, you don't have a bunch of people pulling you a bunch of different ways, you get very creative. And Barbarian did that. Same thing with Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is a movie where I hated every single character the entire movie. I did not enjoy these people. I was like, yo, they went too hard on this millennial talk, these millennial topics. I don't care about any of these stuff, this stuff. These these kids are idiots. I can't believe I'm watching this. And then it hits me with that ending. And I was I, I was won over by the ending alone because it made everything that I had watched make perfect sense. It tied it up in a beautiful bow. If you have not seen Bodies, Bodies, Bodies yet, go do it. If you have not seen Barbarian yet, go do it. Uh, it Barbarian, the name makes it sound like it's like insane. There's a couple of like crazy scenes, but it's not one. It's not an over the top gory or anything like that type of movie there's like some shocking moments there's a really weird moment but there's it's not i'm not a person that enjoys gore i would tell you if it was a bunch of gore uh those i cannot recommend any of the movies on or any of the movies i voted for that's barbarian bodies 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 or watcher i cannot recommend them more than i already have uh pearl and x you know i um thoroughly enjoy i'm going to be going to this third part of the trilogy i enjoyed x i loved pearl 
and nope i needed a second viewing to truly appreciate it i get why a lot of people did not love it it is a little bit slow it may be a little longer than it needed to be but overall i i appreciate what jordan peele accomplished with that movie Let's move forward. So if you know me, you know I love young actors. I, I love discovering the next wave of talent. And so the next category that we have here is the best young supporting actor. That is uh, actor or actress 18 years or younger. Uh, the, the category was a little slimmer for the lead. We'll get to that later. That one actually ended up being a tight race. But for the supporting, there were a good bit of candidates. There was one actor, actress that I had on here more than once. But let's get into the, the nominees. So the be the nominees for Best Young Supporting Actor or Actress, Leah Brady from Violent Night, Julia Butters from The Fablemans, Zochi Gomez from Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Miguel Cazares Mora in The Black Phone, Liliana Ray in Top Gun Maverick. And your winner, and again, this was a cl pretty close one actually, is Leah Brady from Violent Night. She barely beat out Zochi Gomez. Uh, this is another category where this actually was the, <laughs> the person I voted for. Uh, I had Leah Brady. I had Julia Butters as my second. She had a couple of really good moments in The Fablemans. And then I actually voted for uh, a person who did not end up being a finalist. I'm trying to find him now. Struggling. Uh, from RRR. And this one may have been recency bias because I watched the movie like late in the game and so it was fresh on my mind when i was doing the vote twinkle sharma there we go twinkle sharma played uh molly in rrr she was a little girl who was kidnapped or she's singing at the beginning of the movie she gets kidnapped and rescued later in the movie and uh yeah, she was my number three. Uh, RRR is a very long movie, but I enjoyed the movie overall. But Leah Brady, let's get back to her. She's our winner for Violent Night. Um, I really, really enjoyed Violent Night. It was way better than I expected. And Leah Brady plays this sweet little innocent girl who's walk walking around with this like drunk Santa Claus. Uh, she was adorable. Uh, she had like a really cool, she had some really funny moments uh, playing opposite David Har Har Harbour, who we, we know he can play well with kids. Uh, playing opposite him, though, I thought she did a great job as a young supporting actor. A lot of times in movies like that, the little kid can kind of throw everything off <laughs> when it comes to supporting a lead. But she did her thing. She 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 did great in this role and uh, I'm excited to see where she goes next quite honestly all right let's keep it moving the next category was close kind of by default and it's a weird one because the movie that won is a movie that nobody voted 
first. So let's get to it. The next category is best movie based on a true story. And this is another category that was kind of thin. Uh, not a ton of movies that qualified. And as I said, the movie that ended up winning was a movie that two people had second, but nobody had first. I did include comedy specials in this if they were autobiographical in nature. So we got, the nominees were All Quiet on the Western Front, Holy Spider, Jer Gerard Carmichael Presents Rothaniel, She Said, and Woman King. Those are your top five. Uh, I decided to keep Woman King in this particular category knowing that the, the controversy over the the way the movie was changed or uh didn't fully depict the reality of that that tribe's nature but it is gener generally based on on true events so i left it here uh the winner of this category was gerard carmichael presents rothaniel which again i i was surprised by i picked it second and I believe Tyler picked it second as well. I voted for All Quiet on the Western Front as my winner, which uh, should not come as a surprise since I voted for it as my winner for uh, storytelling as well. Again, I don't believe any of my, my voters saw this movie. I would recommend if you like war movies, if you get into war movies, definitely, definitely watch this movie. Okay. Uh, but again, Rothaniel came in first. It is a... It's a comedy special just in the setup alone. It is a basically Gerard Carmichael gets on the stage and vents about coming out to his family and the way it went. Um, it's a long, I don't want to say it's awkward, but it, it could be awkward. It's kind of rough to watch because you can see the pain that he's delivering these, this message with. Uh, but it got a lot of attention. It got him to host Saturday Night Live uh, just off this special alone. He's been in the game for a little while, but coming out has changed his trajectory, his career. Um, I would recommend it if you're if you're willing to hear the perspective of someone who has kept their sexuality secret for a long time dealing with uh cultural he's he's black he's a black guy so you know in the black community it can be tricky navigating uh sexuality conversations as a black man with your father the the, the whole black masculinity thing uh and for him even more so his mother's a very religious woman and the way that she deals with it is is what i think hurts him more so again it is a raw raw comedy special kind of reminds me of um i think it was hannah gatsby is her name she had a, a good one of a similar similar ilk a few years ago uh, but one of those, a, a lot of times these, these, these comedians, they're dealing with a lot of stuff and the stage gives them an opportunity to vent. Some people don't like that type of, um, 
yeah hannah gatsby there we go some people don't like that type of comedy i personally do uh so again the winner here rothaniel um it is on hbo max i should probably say that all right let's keep it moving the next category is best supporting female actress okay this is a big category i think at the uh, oscars as well uh there are two front runners most believe that's why this is a tight category so the best supporting female actress nominees here are angela bassett from black panther wakanda forever hong chow for the whale stephanie sue for everything everywhere all at once lashana lynch from woman king and jenna ortega in scream the winner and probably winner of the oscar as well is angela bassett uh this is another one where i did pick angela bassett as my winner it's pretty much a two-woman race between bassett and stephanie sue and it was a tough choice for me as well but i had to go with angela uh, Hong Chow got my third vote for her performance in The Whale. Uh, I was actually listening to uh, the Big Picture podcast, which is the the big um, Ringer movie podcast, and they were insinuating that she got the nomination, I believe, for um, the Oscars for the the Whale. But they believe that it was her performance in The Menu. That really got everyone's attention but i personally disagree uh while i was watching the whale i was impressed by her performance so much so that i was like why have i not heard anybody talking about this performance and lo and behold um she ends up getting an oscar nomination later but yeah everybody was talking about brendan frazier everybody was talking about sadie sink i guess because she's well known from stranger things but stephanie i mean excuse me um hong chow definitely was great in the whale and uh, i had to give her some love here let's keep it moving the the one thing about doing a podcast solo is that i forget to breathe often we are down to our last four categories folks so the next one is our best young lead and um this is what I've been excited for <laughs> all year since I saw the performance that I picked first. Uh, best Young Lead, 18 or Under. This was a thin category. I believe I only had four or five nominees listed because I did not watch a ton of movies that had young child leads. I don't know if many came out that had child leads, but here we go. So the nominees in this category are Ryan Kiera Armstrong in Firestarter, Frankie Corio in After Sun. Madeline McGraw in The Black Phone and Mason Thames or Thomas, I'm not sure how it's pronounced. It's T-H-A-M-E-S uh, in The Black Phone. And the winner, again, the winner is so the person I voted for as well, was Madeline McGraw by a nose from The Black Phone. I loved Madeline McGraw in this movie uh she is on my watch list for the future i i may reach out to her people just to tell her tell them that she's amazing and i'm rooting for her uh madeline mcgraw in this movie she covered the gambit on emotions and character depth 
She was the tough little sister. She had hands. She had jokes. She was talking back to adults. She was cussing at and her prayers. Like she did every everything in this movie. I thought she was amazing. And there was one in particular scene I mentioned when I first watched it. When I, I talked about it with Tyler, uh, she gets a butt whooping. Like she gets in trouble. She gets a butt whooping in the movie. The most realistic butt whooping I have ever seen in film in my life. Like I felt it. Like I I was taken back to some some butt whoopings I received as a child. Never seen it done like that. Just for that alone, she would get it. But again, she did. She had she showed full range in this movie. Stole the show, in my opinion. And she she deserves the love. And this is this is where I get to the kids don't get enough love for carrying these movies between Madeline McGraw and my second choice. Frankie Corio and After Sun. Frankie Corio carried After Sun. After Sun's getting all this love. Paul Mescal's getting all this love. No disrespect to him. I'm sure, he's fantastic. Frankie Corio carried him on her back in that movie, and I'm I'm quite frankly slightly appalled that she's not getting any love. They never vote. They never put kids in these categories in the major award shows. They need to start showing the kids love uh if you're not gonna nominate them for the big awards then create a separate category for newcomer or something like that but the fact that these 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 roles keep going overlooked uh my boy jacob tremblay in room overlooked uh the kid from beast of no nations i'm gonna go get his name because i want to make sure i show him proper love beast of no nation come on here we go. Uh, the young man is Abraham Atta. Uh, no love, man. No love. Uh, he was in Spider-Man Homecoming. How about that? I missed that completely. And he's got a movie coming up. Good. But no love. They let them, they they brought them to the Oscars to present an award together, which tells me that they realized that they were really good. But they should have been nominated because both of them did their thing in those movies. That was when I realized that year was when I realized that this was a problem. And every year since I've looked for the, the young actors or actresses that have stood out. Madeline McGraw, Frankie Corio were the big two this year. Ryan Kiera Armstrong was a solid, good performance in a terrible movie in Firestarters. No, no disrespect. Movie didn't really land, but I thought... Ryan Keir Armstrong did an amazing job in that film with what she had to work with. Uh, let's keep it. Oh, wait. Tyler is going to talk to you about Madeline McGraw as well. I kind of dominated the mic. I didn't mean to. <laughs> I did not mean to dominate the mic, but I'm going to pass it to Tyler to, to get his thoughts off about Madeline. Another no-brainer for me. And this is one of those, even when I saw the movie, I'm pretty sure I was texting you about it that night. Like, dude, when we have our awards, I'm definitely voting for her. And it was Madeline McGraw for her uh, performance in The Black Phone as the person who's kind of become like the horror movie guy for this podcast. Um, one of the incredible things we've gotten from horror in recent years is just some incredible performances from women, from Tony Collette to Florence Pugh, Lupita Nyong'o, uh, Mia Goth, Jenna Ortega, and Madeline McGraw has put herself in this conversation with the black phone. This is a very deep, very emotional, very gut-wrenching movie. And I think she has a scene that my dreams are just dreams scene. That's like as gut-wrenching as anything from this movie. Um, 
a lot of the times in horror, we have not great performances from child actors and it really hurts the movie. But in this case, she makes this movie, her and Mason Thomas, both incredible. Um, This was one of my favorite performances of the entire year. I can't wait to see her and more stuff. Okay, getting down to the final three. And again, these are the the two closest votes followed by uh, the best movie of the year. So the final female, hold on. Yes, the final acting category is best female lead. The nominees are Viola Davis from Woman King, Mia Goth from Pearl, Madeline McGraw in The Black Phone, Elizabeth Olsen in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and Michelle Yeoh in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. This was a strong category, so I am not surprised that it was the closest. The vote gap was minimal, came down to one. And the winner is Mia Goth from Pearl. And I told you, these horror movies don't get the love. Mia Goth not being nominated is a tragedy. She bodied this role personally for me. Uh, This was another two-woman race, not gonna lie. It was between Mia Goth and Michelle Yeoh. Uh, Mia Goth got three first place votes. Michelle got two. Uh, Yeoh got two, um, excuse me, Goth. And Yo, for everybody who picked Goth as their winner, they picked Yo as their number two. But two people gave their votes with no backup. So two people just picked a winner. One of each got a vote in those categories. There was a potential that if they had picked their top three, that could have changed the way this vote turned out. But because two people only picked one, we did get Amiya Goth win by one point the way i did it was if you got a first place vote that was three points second place is two points third place is one point and uh both had double digit points but mia goth got the edge i'm gonna let reese tell you why mia goth deserves this w why did mia goth deserve best actress in my opinion i think we all know what the oscars uh, horror films don't really get much recognition. And I think they should, because if they did, Mia Goth would get the recognition she deserves. In my opinion, she had the best performance from a female actress last year. Uh, X Alone, solid movie. Really liked it. She shined in it, playing the role of Pearl, along with, uh, I can't remember the other character's name, but her role as Pearl in the self-titled prequel to X, fantastic. That monologue at the end of the film alone should win her a Bibbs Corner Award. That is why she is my best actress. So there it is, folks. Mia Goth is your winner for best female lead again she she was amazing in this movie she had a couple of monologues where she was just ah i'm not even a huge mia goth person but i became one after this movie that's that's how great she she was 
in this film. Again, she wrote it and she then she bodied the role. So shout out to Mia Goth. Getting down to our final two. This next one was actually the closest vote. Best fictional drama. So again, best fictional drama is really the 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 catch-all for movies. This would usually be like your movie of the year type vote for a normal award ceremony, basically. Um, so a lot of these films may look familiar, but I did include some movies that you might not expect to see. So the best fictional drama top five ended up being The Black Phone. This, actually, it ends up being more than five, I think. Yeah. The Black Phone, Decision to Leave, Hustle. You would never see that in the Oscars. The Northman, Top Gun Maverick, and The Whale. So those are one, two, three, four, five, six movies that ended up being there. And the winner. It was actually a tie. <laughs> and that's how this ends up being the closest. It was a tie after the ballots came back between The Whale and Top Gun Maverick for best fictional drama, which means that my ballot becomes the tiebreaker. Now, if you recall earlier, there were a few categories where the winner ended up being one I did not even vote for, but that was not the case here. So the winner, due to my ballot, the way it came out, is the whale i voted the whale i actually voted top gun maverick as my number two and i voted decision to leave as my number three if you get a chance definitely put that one on your list by the way uh so the whale is the winner for best fictional drama i'm glad the whale won this because i voted for it in two other categories and it finished second um it was my vote for best indie movie over everything everywhere all at once so glad to see it got here any movie that can make me emotional, you're going to get extra points. I'm just going to keep it one million. Uh, any movie that can make me emotional is going to give extra points. You heard Reese talk about uh, the performance by Brendan Fraser bringing emotions out of him that he didn't know were in there. It, it did that. Um, I went to this movie. I went out of my way across town to watch this movie. I definitely had to sit in the theater for a second and get myself together before I walked out with the with the moisture in the eyes it got a little dusty in the theater i'm not gonna lie uh so glad to be able to give the whale something here since everything everywhere all at once dominated every other category obviously everything everywhere all at once was not in this category so we got we got something for the whale and now it's time to get to the best movie of the year this is the last category Best Movie of the Year nominees were Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, The Black Phone, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, Top Gun Maverick, The Whale, and The Woman King. And again, that's just because votes came out close. We ended up with more than five. The winner of this category, and I'm not even going to make you wait for it. It should not surprise you. It's everything, everywhere, all at once. A dominant, dominant performance by this movie. I'm not mad at it, even though it was my number three pick. 
I picked Black Panther and the Whale over everything everywhere all at once. I told you why earlier. Uh, one of my criteria when ranking movies is my ability to recommend it to other people. And because of some of the weird stuff in that in that movie, I had to knock it on the recommendability. So Black Panther will kind of forever end up being my number one, but I'm not mad at the everything everywhere all at once win. But I will let Tyler give you uh, his explanation for why everything everywhere all at once is the film of the year um actually before i do that top gun did get a first place vote here uh everything everywhere all at once got the other three so i voted black panther someone else voted top gun everything everywhere all at once got the other three first place votes uh the whale finished second and black panther f finished third in the overall vote top gun finished fourth just so you know but here's Tyler as to why Everything Everywhere All at Once is the best movie of 2022. Yeah, so for me, there were a handful of no-brainers this year. And maybe the easiest would be Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, that was a movie that I was very late to. And, you know, a lot of the time when you were late to something of this level, by the time you actually get around to it, it can never really live up to the hype but it so lived up to the hype and so much more. This was not only one of the best movies that I've seen in a really long time. I, I have a hard time imagining when I'm going to see a movie as good as it again. You know, I think being as nerdy about movies as we are, this is why we are, you know what I mean? A movie that like this, I think is exactly why we do stuff like this. You know, you hope that every movie you, you go into, you hope could be this good and it never is. And but once every few years, you do get a movie like this. And I think it was just so creative, both in its storytelling and originality. And again, this is just one of the best movies I've seen in a really long time. All right, folks, uh, this was a lot of fun. Uh, like I said, I'm going to change up the categories for 2023, but I do look forward to doing this again next year. I may have a co-host when I do this next year. Uh, doing it alone is cool. Uh, but recording alone, I forget to breathe often. So I have no idea what I sound like at this point in the podcast. But um, I hope you enjoyed it. If you had movies that you didn't hear for cat certain categories that you thought should have been mentioned, uh, let me know. I'm, I don't think I put out my list of 2022 movies ranked yet. I didn't want to spoil anything, uh, but I will get that out. And I have a list of movies that I still need to watch, but I may need some additional recommendations. So if you have them, send them my way. Any performances you think we missed, let me know that as well. Uh, but until next time, folks. This is your boy Bibbs checking out. Peace.